Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? Speaking of Cyrus, verse 4, I saw the ram pushing westward, northward, and southward, so that no animal could withstand him, nor was there any that could deliver from his hands or his hand, but he did according to his will and became great. Take note of that. So this ram, it went west, north, and south, and no animal could withstand it. He did according to his will and he became great. In history, it tells us Cyrus actually became known as Cyrus the Great. That is how he became known as Cyrus the Great. And he would lead his armies west. He took Babylon, Mesopotamia, Syria, Asia Minor, and Macedonia. He also took his uh, armies north into the Caspian Sea area. He took Georgia, that area of Georgia, the country, not the state. Um, He took the area of Georgia and Armenia. We know that from uh, fact from history. And then he went south and he took the entire Levant, including Israel. And that's important, but he took Israel. But east is not mentioned in this passage of this ram. Which is true. Persia, Medo-Persia, never conquered east. They never went east. And this is years before any of this ever transpired. Again, we know it's God inspiring Daniel to know this, to see this. But they didn't conquer east. They conquered west, north, and south, but never east. And we know they were lumbering like a bear. They had a two-million-man army, which was unheard of in those days. And they moved methodically like a bear. And it all lines up. And this also lines up with the chest and arms of silver, which was less value than the gold head of Babylon. It was not quite the empire that Babylon was, but it all lines up. Again, when you dive into Scripture, it's just amazing and remarkable how accurate God's Word is, because it's just that. It's God's Word. But now, we're going to see even more accuracy. Verse 5, And I was considering, suddenly a male goat came from the west, across the surface of the whole earth, without touching the ground. And the goat had a notable horn between his eyes. And again, a lot of this stuff, you go, what in the world is it talking about? But when you study history and you study the scripture and you lay it, the two over each other, you understand God's in control and he knows everything beforehand. This is what separates the Bible. It predicts the future and the future happens exactly how it was predicted. But we know there's also a principle in life. And if you don't know this, you should learn it. I think all of us as young men learn this, but no matter how tough you are, there's always someone tougher. <laughs> That cycle ends at Jesus, by the way, because no one's tougher than him. No one's tougher than him. And take note of that, because that's your king. And the spirit of Christ dwells in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Remember that. Be comforted by that. When we see all this stuff happening in the world, remember that. No one's tougher than Jesus. But we see here this male goat, which comes from the west, which is where Greece is located in relationship to Persia. And this is talking about Greece. And notice it comes across the whole surface of the earth. We know he conquered the whole world. Greece did under Alexander the Great. And we know it says this, without touching the ground. 
Well, last week we talked about those four heads being the four generals of that leopard that represented Greece, but it also had four wings. And wings, what do they do? They make you fly. You don't touch the ground. That's the reference here. It's talking about how fast and how methodical Greece conquered the entire world as if it had wings. And we know those four wings were pictured on that leopard. And so here it says this goat, which is Greece, something fascinating about that. Greece, even in the time of Daniel, were known as the people of the goat. The people of the goat. And I don't know if it's because they're so stubborn. I don't know what it means. But that was their symbol as well. And so all of this is, is just pretty amazing. But Greece, under Alexander the Great, conquered the known world like never before. And we know that he is that notable horn between the goat's eyes. And remember this, too. Horns are a symbol of authority, of power, of kingdoms and kings. And Alexander the Great is a type of the Antichrist. We're going to see more types of the Antichrist today. But Alexander the Great was certainly a type of the Antichrist. He was a military genius. But here's the thing. If you study out history, I I like studying out historical figures. He has a very interesting story. If you've ever studied Alexander the Great, it's, it's pretty interesting, especially for an evil pagan king. But here's the thing. It's an interesting story because his father was Philip of Macedon, the ruler of Macedonia. Now, Philip was a very skilled military leader, known for his military prowess. But his son, at least when he was a boy, had no interest in such. He didn't go outside and play in the military games with all the other boys. In fact, he didn't really socialize. He stayed in his room, he stayed in the palace, and he read and studied. That's all Alexander wanted to do. Now, we can even learn a good parenting lesson from a pagan king. Philip said, well, he's not really interested in that. I'm going to help him in the area he is interested in. And so he decided with his power, with his money, he would hire a tutor, a teacher, a one-on-one teacher for for his son, Alexander. Now, here's the crazy thing. Because of his influence, because of his riches, he was able to, able to hire a man named Aristotle. <laughs> yeah, that Aristotle. Now, shortly after Plato's death, if you study this out, Plato, you know, his whole university, his whole school had closed down. And so Aristotle left Athens. But Philip reached out and hired him as Alexander's personal tutor. Imagine that, Aristotle. So he taught the young boy. But the family was a little strange in also this. The mother, she was very um, eccentric, but you might even say occultic. She was into all sorts of worship of little gods, little Gs, fallen angels. She was into so, so, much, so many weird things. I won't go into all of it. But one of the things that might disturb you as much as it disturbed me, and so I, I want to share, is that she used to sleep with serpents in her bed. Yeah, sorry. But think about that, because she believed they were the gods transformed into serpents. Hmm, strange. But here's something else. She told Alexander later in life that his real father was not Philip, that his real father was one of these fallen angels, one of these deities, a little god, little G, and that he would be unstoppable because he was of divine descent. Now, true or not, Alexander believed it, which is part of the reason he had no fear. He thought he was divine, or at least half divine. He thought he was a demigod. And so, at the age of 19, when Philip died and he took the throne, he began military conquest. He began to be interested in military things, and he became a military genius never seen before on the face of the planet. And we know he conquered the world quickly, and by the age of 29, we have historical accounts of him crying and lamenting that there was no one left to fight. There was no one left to fight. And so here we see this goat is Greece, and Alexander the Great is that notable horn between its eyes. Again, this is 200 years thereabouts after Daniel the prophet. 
So again, Daniel was extremely accurate, perfect, because we know it's God's word. And yet also this, we're going to get more of this accuracy once again, verse 6 and 7. It talks about this goat. Then he came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing beside the river, and ran at him with furious power, verse 7. And I saw him confronting the ram. He was moved with rage against him, attacked the ram, and broke his two horns. There was no power in the ram to withstand him, but he cast him down to the ground and trampled him. And there was no one that could deliver the ram from his hand. And so on October 1st, 331 BC, under the leadership of Alexander the Great, Greece totally decimated and defeated the Medo-Persian army, just as the Bible describes here. In Gagamilia, this is the battle that happened on the banks of the river, the goat took down the ram. Alexander the Great and his armies defeated Medo-Persia. And again, this is 200 years after Daniel lived, proving once again this book. But not only that, Daniel would see, he would see the rise of Alexander the Great. That's what we're seeing here. But Daniel is also going to be given the prophecy of the fall of Alexander. He is going to learn that no one is, is able to conquer the one foe that we all have to face, and that is death. Okay? Daniel 8.8, 8, therefore the male goat grew very great. There it is again. He became Alexander the Great. But when he had become strong, so at the strongest point of his kingdom, this all happened, the large horn was broken, and in its place four notable ones came up toward the four winds of heaven. And we know this, after a long night, here's another lesson for you young people, and even you older people, after a long night of partying and drinking and carousing, after spending hours outside in the rain and the cold, Alexander staggered home, he staggered into his bedroom, and he fell on his bed, where he would never get up again. Now, it took some time for him to die, but we know on June, between the evening of June 10th and the morning of June 11th, 323 BC, at the age of 33 years old, Alexander the Great died. He found out that there's always someone or something tougher than you. Death is tougher than all of us. You know, and I was studying this and really contemplating it and thinking about the things in Israel and everything going on in the world, and I was thinking, well, you know, we often joke, and, and I remember hearing this, the statistics on death are staggering. One out of every one of us is going to die. But then I was reminded, there is a passage that tells us there's a generation of people that will never taste death. I believe we're that generation. Because, remember, the Lord is going to come get us while we're alive and kicking. Some of you kicking more than others, you know what I mean? <laughs> but we will be alive, and he will come and get us. And I think he's coming to get us soon. But no such thing for Alexander the Great. He, he didn't die. He died from sickness, not from an army, although it could have been an army of viruses. We don't know. But as I mentioned, even when he died, something strange and mysterious happened. He laid on his deathbed for six days after he was dead, after he was pronounced dead, and there was no smell and no decay on his body for six days. And they were just fascinated by this. But before he actually died, remember what happened. They came to him and they said, you don't have a valid heir. Now, uh, he did have two sons. I think they were younger than three years old, but they weren't ready to take any throne. But they came to him and they said, who would take your throne? And he famously said, to the strongest. And we know it sparked a bunch of bloody wars. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, 
and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.